like scary stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... Yes? Good? How yeah. I mean, it seems like it. This is technology. There's really no way of knowing. It has a mind of I its mean, own. I mean, there's, there's kind of a way to know. Does it look like it's making sound files? Um, sure. Yes. Look, man, I'm just an engineer. I, I don't know. <laughs> man. Man, you can't expect me to, like, actually engineer, man. You just gotta expect me to press the space Yeah, man, bar. I mean, there's there's nearly 300 episodes of this on the internet, but I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I think there's more than 300 episodes of this on the internet at uh, this point. Uh, the, hey, uh, you know what You know what else I can't do? Count. Count? Yeah. He's, look, know. he's not mathematician, Bob. He's engineer, yeah. Bob. Yeah. yeah engineer, famous for not doing math. No. <laughs> that's yeah, the thing they never do. Well-known dum-dums. Yeah. Yes. Man, who ask never... My, ask my dad. Famous engineer. Very stupid. Very yeah. dumb. So yeah, there is Professor Dum-Dum. Summa cum laude means super dumb guy. Yeah. That's he's the means. OG engineer, Bob. Yeah, exactly. That's... The original... Yeah. <laughs> the OG... Right. Yeah, original gangster engineer, Bob. That's my dad. <laughs> yeah. And then what happened? I became a rainbow maker. He's wildly disappointed in me, no, but he'll not. never say it. <laughs> no, you can point to your engineering skills in a yeah, different like, way. Look, Dad, I engineer a podcast on the internet and I draw pictures of people in spandex punching each other. So yeah, look, Dad, that's the dream. Press the space bar. Yeah, yeah. Look at all of my engineering. I've Thank probably you pressed for spending- more space bars than you have. It's Thank true. you for spending all of that money on my college education. Yeah. I press a space bar. That's right. That's right. And you know what? By George, I'm happy to. And doing you it. too can be a disappointment to your parents, and all you have to do is be me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm, you know what? I'm doing good on that all by myself. Oh. Super good. Oh, man. Welcome to um, Therapy Deuces talk. and Disappointments. Let's talk about the shits we had. <laughs> and the shits we're taking and with the our shits parents. We're take tomorrow <laughs> we took about our shitty life no just kidding well just no kidding. speaking you know what this is an excellent segue speaking of shitting oh um, god i was like is this a poop story is this poops it is a, it is bathroom related yes because i am me and i think it's funny poop it, and poop um so the members of astronauts who went to the international space station back in april have spent almost 200 days in space uh, grew the first fresh chilies in space. Exciting. And poops. Yeah. They are returning, set to return to Earth in their little SpaceX capsule uh, tomorrow. Okay. Problem is, toilet doesn't work. They just oh, been no, they like sitting in the space? Well, so they're on the ISS right now. So they're active bathrooms there. But on their actual capsule that will return them to Earth, they don't have working potties. So they have to poop in diapers. They have to wear dieties. <laughs> So, so fucking Elon Musk built them an airplane without a bathroom uh, or a working bathroom. It was built with a bathroom. It just stopped working. I and would argue that a bathroom that doesn't work ceases to be a bathroom. True. It is wait, just wait, now wait, wait, a place. Wait. Yes. E- Elon Musk built this thing. Well, it's the SpaceX. That's I heard company. SpaceX. Yeah. And he built them a shitty toilet. Oh, what a fucking surprise. Surprise. Yes. Um, they could spend up to 20 hours in the capsule just shitting in their diaper. Just shitting themselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hate mean, to say it's a uh, perfect analogy for living. 
Yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah. I do feel hey, like- I'm a billionaire. I'm here to help. Now you can shit yourself forever. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome for your space rocket. Poop yourself. You yep. know, this is also not the first toilet related incident on SpaceX. Elon Musk is racist against toilets because during the all tourist flight, uh, earlier this year, the an alarm went off, uh, notifying them of a problem with the onboard waste management system. So no they more just poops, guys just can't poop. You cannot poop. Well, you know, uh, uh, when you're a robot, um, you don't toilets have to, are not very important. That to you, is true. Elon Musk. Yeah. I will say this: like at least these astronauts coming back from the ISS, they're aware that, that it's there's broken. no bathroom. Imagine you're on a space flight and you like you're on an airplane and then halfway through the flight they're like by the way you can't use the bathroom anymore you're like well i i wish i'd known i'm yeah. unprepared for this yeah all yeah. that water jelly i just ate i'm regretting my decisions yeah because now where is it gonna go just your shit piss in your space suit i guess yeah, you're just gonna those are not rated yourself. for turds no so they've gotten dieties so they will shit piss in their dieties speaking of rated for turds hi hi <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. I'm actively shitting myself right now. Right now. Hell yeah. yeah. And yeah. Bob is into it. He's a poopsman. Um, what's not shitty is this week's episode because this week's beer is starting out on a pretty good note. The more I consume, oh, yeah. the more I enjoy. Oh, it is. It is very pink, listeners. Yes, so very pink. Our beer this week is Alluvian. It is an Agua Fresca style ale, so it is very pink in color. Um, and so we were like, "What does Alluvian mean?" And it's the wash or flow of water against a shore. And we were like, "All right, well, water. We've done that. Rivers. Whatever that Rivers. means to you. Whatever that means to you." And I. I definitely did a whatever that means to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so here for it. I did not a thousand percent follow the assignment, but I did because I followed the whatever that means to me. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you folks about the Rio Grande Depot in Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, known for its rivers. Known. Well, Salt Lake the, River, Utah. Yeah. The Rio Grande Depot, which of course, as we all know, as Spanish majors like me, means Big River Depot. Big River. Big River Depot. There's my Big River Depot. I've done the assignment. Big River. (laughs) Good enough. Um, it It was built by the Denver and Rio Grande Railroad Company and opened in 1910. Uh, D and RG, which is how they're known as. So that's how I'm going to refer to them as because Denver and Rio Grande Railroad is just too long to say. Yeah, that's way too much effort. Yeah. You can't do that. D and RG actually uh, never meant to expand its railroad west. So it was an existing company. Denver's in the name. They made Colorado, specifically Denver, their hub. And their plan was to have like a north-south choo-choo line taking Mm -hmm. them all the way up to Canada and maybe even down to Mexico City, going through the Rio Grande. Nice. In Texas. Now we've- The river. Yeah, the the actual river from which this company received its name. Um, But because of um, a ton of competition at that time, because this is like right in the middle of the railroad boom in the United Mm -hmm. States, um, because of that, and then also some lawsuits um, and like not winning them, uh, they said, okay, <laughs> because of some <laughs> losses. 
Uh, and the legal department. So they did not win said lawsuits. So they scrapped the idea of a north-south train line and they went, all right, we're going to go west, young man. Um, westward ho, son. That's right. And they... I got some westward hoes for you. What's up? In different Boys. area Got codes? some westward hoes in different area codes? Yep. That's right. Three, two, three. You can touch her in the butt, I guess. Can we touch you in the butt, three, two, three? Um, I, yeah, join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a moment's hesitation <laughs> uh, yeah why not if you pay me i'll let you touch my butt i i am nothing if not an earnest woman <laughs> i know who i am i know who i am oh my uh anyway they also realized maybe expanding west would be a good thing for them because it would break up the monopoly that union pacific railroad had in the Western market. So at that point, it was just Union Pacific Railroads. DNRG was like, aha, we can expand, create some competition and maybe get yeah. some business. Incredible. It's a lot of train talk. Welcome to train talk with uh, Oh my God. I've and been enjoying Bob the shit out of it. Very excited. I, I can tell. I can't even see his face and I can feel the excitement. I mean, he, he definitely has raised eyebrows. He definitely like, is drawing a train right now. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> he is engineer Bob. Yeah. Um, so DNRG initially concocted its plan for the uh, railroad in 1899, but because of bureaucratic delays with the state um, and specifically the city of Salt Lake. Because of bureaucratic delays and them not winning them, they weren't able yeah, to. No, like this one was just the city of Salt Lake being difficult yeah um at that point uh because Which i guess is crazy like when is bureaucracy ever difficult right it's it should seem so easy yeah um anyway so because of all of those delays construction didn't begin until almost 10 years later so in 1899 they're like we should build a train right like a railroad and they're like yeah we should let's do it 10 years later all right now for real we can yeah we no can for, but for reals for reals we should like actually do that yeah we should all right all right it's that thing that sits on the top of your to-do list that you just move to next week's to-do list every, every week time and you oh, never I've, actually do it. I have a number of those that are on my actual to-do list that I just keep moving. I'm like, yep. not going to happen this week. Yep. Uh, building I a train depot. eventually go to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Uh, anyway, so the task of designing such depot was given to a Chicago architect named Henry Schlax. Schlax? Schlax. Schlacks. Schlacks. Uh, Henry. Hey, nice pants. No, those aren't pants. Those are my schlacks. Those are my schlacks. Those are my schlacks. They're really comfortable schlacks. Comfortable see? schlacks. She. Um, so Henry was a first generation German American and was known for his design of churches. So it seemed a bit weird that he would now be designing a train depot in Salt Lake City since he focused it. mostly in Chicago. But I feel like they want it to be like big and faint. Like Grand Central in New York is big and gorgeous and kind of looks like a church. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I get it. And I get also, it. also, there's more money in train depots because at this point, again, then railroad is the only way that you can really travel anywhere. So lots of cash. And he's thinking, okay, this is a good way for me to make some extra money. This is, man, this is a way to get paid. You can only build so many churches in Chicago specifically. Like Chicago has a lot of churches. Chicago, but at some point, city you can, of churches. You top out. Yeah. Um, also, the reason that he may have thrown his name into the ring of designing it is his brother was vice president of the company of DNRG. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
So nepotism likely got uh, Mr. Yeah. Schlax. You his, love to see it. His job. It's you, so hard for white men to get ahead in life. It really so. is. It really I agree. Is. So I'm as, glad as, that they had that. As mm-hmm. a white man, uh, <laughs> I, I feel. I feel like there's actually very little you can say after the preface of as a white man. Yeah. That's not just making you an asshole. You yeah. know, you just go as a white man. I agree. And that's I am where an I should be. It's been very <laughs> difficult for me. To design railroad depots. Um, well, you're so, not, as an untrained un- architect and a white man. Yeah. It's difficult for me to tr- do. Yeah, train but depots. I've been led to believe by the liberal media oh, <laughs> that because I'm a white man, I should be able to do this, and I want to do it. Oh. But no one asked me. And oh. now I'm sad about it. Fix it. And now, now I'm sad and mad about it, and I'm probably gonna die sad and mad about it. <laughs> But I'm going to do it, damn it. But one of these days, I'm going to make a train depot because I'm a white man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, um, so it's not surprising that Henry got the job. But what is surprising was how many issues specifically around money they, there was. Oh, uh, I'm not surprised. In the construction. I am not surprised by these issues. So DNRG quickly went back on the level of sort of profit participation. They were like, let's give this man everything he needs. We're going to work with him. We agreed to a certain percentage of X, Y, Z that we're going to pay to him. And then immediately they went back on their word and the entire project. So two to three years were just spent sending letters back and forth with each other, begging. Literally, there was a letter <laughs> he sent that was written in all caps Please pay me money. I need this money. Oh my God. As per my pe- previous email. Yeah, as per, per my, my previous email, I'm supposed to be paid for my work. I am very hungry. Like he, <laughs> he was just like, I, you need to pay me this much. I, I cannot do this. Like the entire project was spent him begging for money. For like supplies? It's not even yeah. like his salary. He like doesn't have the money the to money build. The money to help build the actual station. Yeah. I understand like not paying him, but if you're like, hey, build me a depot for free. Pretty like, much that seems what it, it kind of went to. Hmm. You want me to make it out of mud and sticks? Yes. Can you do that? I thought you were an yeah. architect, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's fine until a fucking big bad wolf comes by. Yeah. Puffs and puffs and there goes your depot. Yeah. I mean... And and then I'm going to sue you. More bureaucracy red tape. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, he bitched about money a lot. And at the end, I think when it was finished, he goes, I'm happy to say, finally, we're complete. And then that was it. He like signed off and like rode off into the sunset and was like, fuck you, (laughs) people. Good for him. Bye. Um, Yeah, not great. Um, They also, what's funny is, it also left a bad taste in his mouth as they rejected his initial proposal and his initial plans as being too elaborate and expensive. I'm like, well, you hired the church yeah, guy. Yeah, you hired a church guy, dummy. Like, what did you expect? So he had to tone it like, back look, a Look, this bit. is Salt Lake City, son. We're not dealing with Pope money here. Right? We're dealing with LDS money this here. This is LDS money. It's different. <laughs> yeah. It's different. It has magical underwear. Yeah. I, was, I was looking for my magic underwear joke. I couldn't get to it. I yeah. like my brain was going, something about magic, magic underwear. underwear. Magic <laughs> about, there's something funny in there about underpants. There's something, there's a funny underpants joke. Oh, we, we, can't, we can't afford this depot on account of the fact that we have all these wives to pay for. There you go. There you go. Um, but the company- So gay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. so in the end 
The project was finally completed in 1910 at the cost of nearly $800,000, which is $23.2 million in today money. That doesn't seem like that much for a big train, train depot. depot. No. no. You know? Yeah, they were notoriously cheap. Like, this poor man was promised, this is how much we're going to pay you. And then the CEO of the company was like, just kidding. So they basically, like, built it out of particle board. <laughs> kind of. And so they were shocked, like, upon the final walkthrough inspection that there were leaks and stuff, even though there was no rain. I'm like, well, yeah, you, I have no money. Like, I'm doing all of this with no money. How can I afford proper plumbing? If you won't pay me. So anyway, they fixed the yeah, little problem. Elon Musk couldn't build a fucking toilet and you're mad about my plumbing? Right? These people are in space. We don't know the dangers of shitting in space. We don't know. We don't know. It's just not a form of travel that any of us have really done. I don't know. Um, anyway, so it um, was, I mean, it was real, real pretty once it was actually completed. So it has a really big waiting room. Uh, in the Renaissance Revival in Beau Art style, Ooh, whatever Ooh. that means. Um, and there are three huge windows with green opalescent glass that would filter in the light to make the waiting room less hot. Oh, nice. that's nice. Yeah, because there was no AC. So they were like, there's these three gorgeous green windows in the front to kind of make sure that you don't roast and toast while you're waiting for your choo-choo. That's nice. It's so nice. It um, gets hot in the desert. It really does. Um, so the depot also had like a smoking room for the men, a restaurant, a ladies retiring room in air quotes, whatever that means. I'm going to faint because of all the pretty green windows. Oh, there's just so much beauty. I can't take it. My my delicate female eyeballs. I've been so <laughs> overwhelmed by all of this walking green. and sitting and waiting. Oh, I need a retiring room. Yeah. Um, but yes, there was um, no grand opening for the, the train station. Um, they simply opened the door one day and their employee would like, he came out and just started calling out train departures. Open. Okay. Yep. I love it though. They're just like, yep, we're here. We're working. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. do it. There's no big to do. There's just choo-choos. If you want the 310 to Yuma, get the yep. fuck on. Hello, sir. Are you in the market for some choo-chooing? I have some in here. Please come. Enter. Enter. Sample my wares. Yes, please. Trying, trying to get somewhere? Well, do I, have a, do I have a product for you, friend? Mm-hmm. It's called a train. It's called a train. It's called a locomotive. Um, so during both World War I and II, the depot served as a main point to send soldiers off to war. Um, however, usage of the depot declined significantly after the war with the rise of highway car travel. So people stopped using trains because they have automobiles that will take them Mm. where they need to go. Understood. You get how cars work. By the late 60s, early 70s, the depot was in much need of repair, but the train company really... Because it was already fucked up from day one. Yeah, Yeah, it was particle board. Yeah, so 50 years later, On day two, it was in much need of repair. Nobody did anything. Yeah. For 50 years. IKEA furniture doesn't last 50 years. No. No, it doesn't. Um, So... They, uh, but the train company at that point really wasn't in a financial position to do anything about it. So they were just kind Sounds of like, like they've mm. never been in a financial position to do anything. anything. No, not this train company. So, um, the state of Utah in 1977 purchased the depot for one dollar. Aw, um, but good they, deal. Yeah, it's a really great deal. But they took over the maintenance. So now, when you go visit, it is much nicer. Um, upkeep has been done. It's not falling apart. It's actually safe for human consumption. 
Um, I love to eat this train depot. Yum, 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 yum. Thank you. Between 1986 and 1999, the depot served as Salt Lake's Amtrak station um, and was a stop for the California Zephyr. The choo-choo that goes from from Chicago to Emeryville. Wonderful. Very nice. Oh, boy, a Zephyr. Exactly. Oh, boy, Zeppelin. But by 1999, the city finished its intermodal uh, hub and Amtrak moved its trains there. So today, the old Rio Grande Depot serves as headquarters for the Utah State Historical Society, the Utah Department of Heritage and Arts, and the Rio Gallery. What Uh, What is the Rio Gallery? It is a fart gallery. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. There you go. Um, go look at there, some arts, idiot. There are, as of 2021, very grand plans um, to uh, maybe in, reuse this depot again and open it back up as a passenger rail terminal uh, okay. for Salt Lake. So it might wow. be seeing some form of train, light rail train. Um, in the future. In the future. Very that cool. would be lovely. How nice. Yes. Um, but who may also be excited to see people again or not is the ghost that haunts. <laughs> The Rio Grande The ghost, Depot. the single ghost. Well, it's there are multiple. I'm going to tell you about one. Okay. Yeah. There's one good one. There's one good one. I mean, yeah. everything else is like, there's a people. Maybe we see a guy. Maybe we don't. Yeah. It's not awesome. I, I, I feel like we get a lot of those where it's like, I don't know. I feel bad and the lights flash. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of that, which I'm about to tell you about. Um, so, <laughs> but yes. And as fans of B&B now, we are a sometimes, fan. Sometimes the train, uh, the, the what the fuck is that? That board, the, the, the time board or whatever? Yeah. Sometimes the time board changes and I shit my pants. Probably a ghost. It's definitely Probably. a ghost. It's definitely not the fact I haven't pooped in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> and Yesterday I got so drunk and passed out. That was definitely a ghost. Definitely a ghost. And, and pissed myself. I, I have always full control of my bladder. Yeah. Ghost. I cheated on my wife last week. Also a ghost. ghost. Also a ghost. It's definitely not me. Um, not the fact that my wiener loves strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Good joke. It's a mystic wiener. <laughs> the mystic wiener. So anyway, as as fans of Booze and Bruce, you know we love a, uh, a a ghost lady of all colors of the rainbow spectrum. Oh, we do. <laughs> so we've all right, all right, hashtag, all right, all right, all right. we've had hashtag feminism. Hashtag right. feminism. And we do, we do love a, a beautiful, a color-coordinated ghost. Now, we, we, we need to take dibs so on had, what the color-coordinated ghost is going to be So here. we've had a brown ghost. Okay. We've had a gray mm-hmm. ghost. Okay. We've mm-hmm. had a gray lady. We've uh-huh. had a red lady. What mm-hmm. do we think we have now? Okay. I'm going to guess blue lady. Orange. No, both of you are wrong. Fuck. White lady. We've had a lot we've of white ladies. We've had a lot of white ladies, so it's not a white lady. It is a new color in our color spectrum. Pink. Oh. No. Uh, heliotrope purple. lady. Yes. The purple lady. Yes! I'm the champion of booze and brews. I'm also an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> Very. He's the champion of booze and brews. He's completely useless. Aww. Agreed. Aww, you guys. <laughs> No, we have the purple lady. So the story goes that while saying goodbye to her soldier fiance. Goodbye, soldier fiance. The couple had an argument on. Why are you leaving me? On the platform. I've got to do right by king and country or the president. Or the president. And she's like, no, but I don't want you to leave me. Well, you don't have a choice. And she goes, fine. And she takes off her engagement ring and she throws it onto the train tracks. Oh, and it got smooshy. And immediately... No, and, then, and then the train derailed and she killed him with it. Oh, if only. The, no. 
I can't believe you've done this to me. Then it would be I'm a ghost now. Purple man. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. No, so she immediately We don't regretted. know what was in his heart. She regretted her decision and was like, no, I have to get my ring back. So she jumps onto the tracks in front of the move oncoming train. Oh, so great move. Great move, lady. Curse Blatt. So she died trying to get her should have waited a little bit yeah, maybe she, she should have taken a minute thought it over in the retiring room yes and yes reassessed and reassessed and and i was if, having a lot of emotions maybe we shouldn't have thrown our ring onto a train track maybe we should understand that the ring is not worth my life apparently the ring is i worth made her a de- life i made a decision it was bad i don't need to die about it no you do you clearly do. She chose to die about it. Certainly my, did. I imagine in my head, like she takes the ring, she throws it off, and he's like, "You know what? I don't even fucking care. Die mad about it." And she's like, "Fine, fine, I will." In front of the fine, time. I will. But I'm going to take the ring back to my house. Bef- oh, nope, dead. No, done. Um. Anyway, so since this accident, um, there have been reports of your typical ghosty shit within the depot. The lights turn on and off. Objects move on their own. Paintings yeah. kind of like move askew in the middle of the night. Askew, um, askew. And sometimes the lights turn on in an area that is locked. So that's how we know that maybe it's a ghosty and not just some jackass. Um, yeah, or shitty wiring because we established this place was put together on like, no, you know, it's board not. and duct tape. No, because the cafe manager has seen lights come on in a locked room at the bottom of the north stairwell. Certainly not from faulty electricity. Okay. Okay. Clearly, Clearly. it's electric ghosts. Electric boogaloo. Ghost 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 trains too. Electric boogaloo. Yeah. Um, Electric choo choo loo. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. I loved it. (laughs) I admit that that was. I'll see myself out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, No, the cafe manager has also been locked out uh, by the ghost a few times. I didn't forget my keys. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Yeah, it's, it does feel pretty excusey. Like, no, it was a ghost. There's no way. Look, I didn't forget my keys. In it my really coat. feels to me like this guy has just been like fucking around and or been like in places where like the wiring was shitty and he just blames it on ghosts. Like you have like one weirdo who thinks it's ghosts. And everybody's like, Steve, you forgot your keys. And yeah, the wiring shitty around here. No, it's a ghost. Um, the main haunting location is the ladies' restroom. Um, the first re- Steve, the, stop going in the when- You are a creep. No, ghosts. No. So the first. I got to go in here for ghosts. That's why I brought my mirror. The f- first. Re- <laughs> I brought like- the tape recorder to listen to the ghosts. <laughs> the first reported sighting. I'm not a sexual predator. Was in it's 19- a ghost. 19- I got my selfie stick, but I'm not using it to take selfies. The first reported sighting of this purple lady was in 1947. By a lady. I put mirrors on my shoes because of the ghosts. <laughs> by a woman. Um, she was a passenger. She went to the bathroom and she saw at the... She saw uh, Steve, the guy running no, the cafe with she a... she saw a woman in 19... 19- lube and a... In <laughs> mirrors on his shoes. 1900s era purple dress and big purple hat. Uh, she saw her in there and then she, when she went back, she thought that's weird, went back, the lady was gone. Um, people have also heard uh, a woman singing when there's nobody in the bathroom. I gotta take a poop. Yep. And one time the... Uh, I wanna see your wonder pants <laughs> in my mirror shoes. And one time... Uh, I'm not a sex offender, it's a ghost. <laughs> so one time a hostess... I turn off the lights, it's probably a ghost, but I'm not wearing night vision goggles. 
But it's I like am. you wait for me to start talking before you immediately go, wait, I'm not done yet. <laughs> tell your story. I don't know. <laughs> tell it. Are you sure? I no. Pro- I can't like, promise I can't. anything. <laughs> so a hostess at the cafe runs out of the bathroom. I pants for you. It's a ghost. I'm done. So that's the story <laughs> of the haunted Rio Grande Depot. <laughs> I'm done with you too. I'm no, done with this story. Your, I promise you, I will stop. You don't even get to hear the like. In my opinion, the coolest thing. But it's no, fine. I'm we're telling, done. No, I have promised done. you, I will stop. There are consequences to our actions, and that is no. Now the wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, wait, wait. Hang on. You're punishing the listeners because we're being jackasses. Yeah, everybody loses. So that may they can get mad at you two and not at me. They're gonna no, get mad at won't. you because it's your job to tell the story. It's your job to muscle through. It's not my fault we interrupted. It's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Hostess went out (laughs) into the bathroom one evening. She runs out of the restroom and says, hey, there's something wrong with the faucets in the bathroom. Can you please come help fix? So the Uh manager runs into the bathroom and sees all of the kitchen or sink faucets on full blast on their own. And they're just like squishing water and he goes just to turn one of them off. And as soon as he like puts his hand near the faucet, all of them shut off. Oh, and that is my story. Now that's the legit story. I'm not trying to get your panties wet. It's a ghost. (laughs) I promised to stop. No, you did. And you can keep going because that's legitimately the end of my story. I knew it was the end of the story. So I knew it was I knew it was safe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so anyway that, that was a cool story it actually i, I wish cool. that he'd like turned the water off and looked up and like he was wearing the purple dress oh. in the mirror <laughs> Can I, I am the purple lady oh my god that would be a great spin that would have been a great spin good horror movie remember that we'll write that down in our haunted scary movie yeah. anyway Love it. come back tuna's got maybe a river ghost we don't know you no one knows no one knows Hey everyone, it's your old pal, old-timey train station Bob, and I'm here to tell you about the Booze and Brews podcast. Hey, you should go to iTunes and submit a review. Say nice things, five stars, or don't, I don't care. But if there is one thing I have to do, it's thank our new Patreon subscriber, Molly, because Molly knew that you could go to the patreon.com slash boozeandbrews and experience audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches done by the incredibly talented and handsome engineer, Bob. Also, social media websites, we've got them, you've got them, come talk to us. We've got an iTunes. iTunes. Whoops, we've got an Instagram at Booze and Brews Podcast. we got a Facebook at Booze and Brews. And we got a Twitter at Booze and Brews. Very talented, didn't fuck it up, very much paying attention, awesome at his job. Back to the show. <laughs> Two, three, go. Go on iTunes or Instagram or Instagram, or Twitter, one of those that starts with an I. Hey, man, listen, if you connect with us via any, the Internet of any kind, the Internet of things, the Internet of things. Yeah, we can be talked to. Yeah. And maybe. we might even respond back. Maybe not in a timely manner, but we will but eventually, we eventually respond we'll back. get back to you. Yeah. We've been better lately. All stuff. right. So rivers, rivers. What does that mean to me? Yeah, what does that mean to you? Well, I very much like podcast mom. I understood the assignment to mean that it it had to say river in it. Yes. Okay, good. Pretty good. Yep. Great. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about the Freetown Fall River State Forest. Nice. Nice. Okay. Now, Fall River as a place is in Massachusetts. Fall, um, Fall River. River as a 
is a place is crazy haunted. There are haunted shit all over Fall River. Okay. And the most well-known we have covered on the show before because it is the location of Lizzie Borden's famous My Daughter's Tits. My Daughter's Tits. Episode. So yeah, okay. uh, there's all the Lizzie Borden ghosts. We're, we're not going to talk about that today, but that is also the same Fall River in case you're curious. Okay. So Fall River, River, gotcha. Got it. Check. Check. I understood the assignment and I'm done talking about, I have one note about rivers and that's it. That's all it it is. The the river that runs through Fall River is called the Fall River. Quickashon? Quickashon? Sure. Sure. River. That tracks. Which which is Wampagong? You are killing it. Wampamanagog. Egg Wampadegnog. <laughs> Wampadegnog? <laughs> uh, indigenous tribe. Yes. Um, and it, they that's what they named the river, which they which then the what people were like, oh, yeah, that means falling river. We'll call it fall, fall river. river. Why it doesn't we... actually mean that. It means leaping river. So it should have been jump river. But white men, you know? You know what? Why couldn't they just call it the indigenous word? No. Why would we do no. that? That sounds difficult. No. That does. That's not how my language sounds. Yep. So Fall River. It's still the river is still called that, but the town is called Fall River. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So this town has been a town for a long ass fucking time. Yeah. It was originally established in 1653. Yeah, it sounds that tracks for Massachusetts. That tracks. Mm-hmm. That's an old ass for America. Yeah. That's an old ass city. That's, that's an old ass white people city. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so it was originally established as Freetown. That's why Freetown is right next to Fall River. The state forest runs through both of them. That's why it is called the Freetown Right next Fall door, River Free River, Fall Town. Whoa. Free, free, yeah. yeah, it should have been Free Fall Town River. Free, free Town Fall River. Yeah. Nice. Just combine yeah. it. You know what? Yeah. Free fall See that five times town fast. house river. <laughs> Whoa, killing it. Um, so again, 1653, Freetown was originally settled in, I assume it's just Assonet Bay. Yep. Because it is spelled Assonet. Assonet. Yeah. Assonet Bay. Yep. It's a little um, kinky. We love it. It was like one of the first little spinning offies of the original Plymouth colony. That's oh. why we're talking 1650s here. Yeah. Tight. Um, and it was part of a uh, area of land that they bought no they air didn't quotes, no they didn't from the indigenous people no. called the the free man's purchase and that's sure. why it's called Freetown. sure free i'm sure purchase. they did yes um they did buy it they did exchange things for this okay one bottle of glue oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and some five smallpox blankets yeah blank, yeah, yeah blankets. Smallpox blankets yeah Oof. a rifle um, that didn't wh- work <laughs> Was it a fair deal? Absolutely not. But the like chief of this tribe did agree to this deal to sell this land because he thinks he owns whatever land he lands on. Yeah. And um, a lot of the people of this tribe were very upset, though, because part of this includes land that they considered sacred land to them. That's not good. Because it's full of ghosts. Uh Oh, so it's haunted way back. All the way back. That's like early, early ghost juice. What's so, what's so yes. interesting? I mean, like, this is maybe like a total sidebar, but it's like what's so interesting to me is that the Native American tribes or First Nations. Or I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, forget. I don't know what the fucking proper terminology. American is, an Indian. Um, they For, who knows? They were they felt like they could sell, like they could the land could be bought and sold. But I, my understanding is that they didn't feel as though land could be owned. 
So like, was the was the whole thing like was every one of these deals predicated on some bullshit? Because like, ah, I'm gonna take this land, but like, you can't own it anyway. So yeah, they just thought they were getting free guns. Maybe yeah. You know, what, what a like, bunch of idiots! You can't own this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Just or if they stuff. were just like, I don't know, they like want to use that land over there and they're giving us this shit to use it. So like, I mean, like yeah, okay. we, I mean, we don't own land. it, so that's fine. Yeah, I, mean, I think if, they didn't understand the, uh, who knows? There's yeah. there's no know. way to know. I, I think all that shit's interesting and a mess, but uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so this is baked in ghosties, old baked in ghosties. Um, so then it like became a, a town and then other towns sprung up around it and then a bigger town and a bigger town. And we're going to fast forward a really long time because I started in the 1600s. Yeah. In 1913. Oh boy. Yep. That's okay, like yeah. 300 years we later. Hit, we hit fast forward. So in 1913, the state had, you know, undergone quite an industrial revolution. A bit. And they started to realize that having their natural spaces was important to them. So they started to buy back natural lands that hadn't been developed yet right. to try and create like state and local parks and, you know, green spaces. Thank you, Teddy Roosevelt. Sweet. Yeah. So in yeah, 1913. So so they started buying up uh, the the original parcel of land that then grew into this state forest um, was 19 acres. Oh. It's such a cute little... So it's, cute. It's, yeah. little, it's so cute. So cute. So they, they bought this first uh, like forested land to preserve it in 1913. They they bought a bunch more and more. They like quadrupled the size of it in the 1930s because... People needed money for bread and can't eat forests. Oh, okay. Um, so they bought a bunch of land in the 1930s, and then they turned around, and the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps was there from 35 to 37. Okay. Um, and if you are not knowledgeable in American history, that was when everyone was still broke in America from the fucking Depression, and there were a bunch of these young men who couldn't get jobs. Yeah. And the president was like, hey, if you are, you know, under 25 and unmarried, I'll find you a fucking job. Wow. And the federal government did. And they they gave them jobs in all these natural spaces. It's what it's how we created a lot of our national parks. Oh, thanks. Um, be like, hey, we need forest rangers. Folks. Go go get yourself a job in one of these forests, idiot. Well, it wasn't even, it was like, we're going to like clear this so that there can be a little bit of a park and we're going to like landscape it so that people can use this space. We're going to put a road next to it so you can get yeah. to it. You it was make like all picnic these tables, things. stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, th- so that's when it really started to shape into natural land that people could actually use as right. opposed to just a green space. A bunch the of state. trees. Yeah. Now these are trees you can walk to. Ooh. Um, so it continued to expand over the years. It's actually continued to expand until fairly recently. They bought four more chunks of adjacent land in um, 2012 and 2015. Oh, OK. So like they've continued to expand it whenever land around becomes available to them. Um, so it, like as recently as 2015, they added about 800 more acres. Oh, wow. That's big. Um, That's less yeah, cute. So, so the park now consists of over 5,000 acres. Again, it started with nine. That's nine cute. little cutesy acres. Little uh, So now it's 5,000 acres. There's more than 50 miles of trails that run yes. throughout it. And these trails are multi-use trails. So you can not only use them for like walking, hiking. Can you bike? Riding your bicycle. Ooh. You can, there can be used for equestrians. Oh, So you horsey? take your horsey. Could I snowshoe? And- this is Massachusetts, so you not only can you cross-country ski, you can dog sled. <gasps> nice. Dog They're sled. like zoned for dog sledding. These Amazing. Trails. Amazing. 
Um, there is, there's like family use areas. So there's, you know, like the park and like sports fields. There's a little wading pond and there's uh, a man-made like lake called Rattlesnake Brook that they stock with trout so you can go fishing. Oh, that's, they, they stocked with rattlesnakes. Yeah. So it's more of an adventure. So your children can die. <laughs> it's it's um, a little more exciting. Tired of your children, head to Rattlesnake Brook and let them die. <laughs> And if if you're like stocked huh, with only the freshest and angriest rattlesnakes from the American West, <laughs> we don't want to run out of rattlesnakes, so we restock. Oh yeah. Um. Now, if you're like Fall River, does sound familiar to me, and it's not Lizzie Borden, and I can't fucking figure out why. Yeah. Why? I have touched on Fall River State Forest before. Okay. Way back, I looked it up today. Episode forty-five. Jesus. Which was. Almost four years ago to the day, we released it on November 20th, 2017. Oh, my God. When I explained to you all about the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh, yes. Which, if you have not listened to that old old gem of an episode... Go back and re-listen. Did I re-listen to it to see what I talked about before I redid it for this episode? No. No, I didn't. No. Why? (laughs) But I read the description. Oh, good. You know what? You partially... You get like half credit. Yeah, so the Bridgewater Triangle is basically America's Bermuda Triangle. A bunch of weird shit happens. So uh, highlights from that episode include uh, the fact that this forest had trouble in 2016 because there was a feral emu running around. Yeah, well, okay, good. Uh, There was a fake Ronald Reagan story about a UFO. Exciting. Um, There's uh, the the Native American burial ground, all of that. And... uh, it seems like a lot of Bob freaking out about the word Poigi, which is like a Native American cryptid that lives there. Okay. That feels right. troll people who trip you. <laughs> <laughs> I understand exactly why I was freaking out about that word. It's still delightful. <laughs> um, so we talked about, in that episode, I talked about the Bridgewater Triangle because this, this forest is one of the three corners of this triangle. Oh. So there's a lot of weird shit that happens in this triangle. But this episode, we're focused solely in on ghosts and ghosts I didn't talk about in that episode. Okay. Based on the description I read. Good job. Nice. Maybe. <laughs> um. So the, as I said, like the Native Americans thought it was like sacred land because they were like, it's full of ghosts. It's full of spirits. It's got bad energies, bro. Yeah, man. Not good energy, yeah. bro. It's a lot of like swampy land. Water has memories. Yeah. And God, yeah. at this point, we have to know water has memories. We have to. Um, so because of this, because of all the bad vibes mm-hmm. in the area. It did a vibe check, a, bad vibes in this area? I, d- I did. Ran a vibe check, bad vibes. Okay. Very bad vibes. Um, there's actually been a lot of crime, like statistically more crime than there should be, like oh. violent crime. In the forest? Um, so it's, it's this forest particularly is very well known for the murder of a 15-year-old named Mary Lou Aruda in 1979. Um, she was a 15 year old girl. She was like kidnapped from cheerleader practice. Oh God. They found her like a week later tied to a tree within this state forest. I, I know oh. the story. I know the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, which is awful. It's an awful story. And a man, James M. Cater was convicted. And then like the conviction was overturned and then the convict, they did a bunch. He like went to trial for it like four or five times. Uh, he he guilty he guilty he did it soups guilty yeah sounds like he it soups soups guilty he did it um but what it's also known for is uh 
like right around the same time as that, because I was in 79, but in late 79, early 80, there was a a string of three murders that they called the Fall River Colt Killings. Nice. I'm into this. Yeah, so it starts in October of 79 and goes until February of 80. Okay. Um, And three women, young women, were murdered. So 17-year-old Doreen Lavage, Lavasse, uh, 19-year-old Barbara Raposa, and 20-year-old Karen Marsden. Um, And these women... If you are true crime, I'm sure you like a true crime fan. I'm sure you know much more about these cases than I'm about to tell you. But I will tell you this. If you start to Google them, you get a lot of they were prostitutes. They were prostitutes. (sighs) They were women. Two of these women had children of their own and they were brutally murdered and sexually assaulted. No, it doesn't matter that they were sex workers. Like hookers deserve to die. Yeah. Like. Fuck you that that's the one sentence you say about these women. Listen, we're we're a Christian nation. Women who do sex for dollars uh, should, uh, they they are not, they... They're not human. No. Thank you. Glad to hear a buy-in from another good God-fearing woman. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, that's Watch just I love you using my old-timey voice to say really incendiary <laughs> bullshit. It's really awful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's just five seconds of tuna raging against the internet. Because yeah. Yeah. hashtag feminism, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Um, so so these three women were killed. And, and lots of people were very quick to be like, oh, they're sex workers. They led violent lifestyles. People didn't think they would be missed. They were very quickly missed. Yeah. This whole thing was five months. Like, wow. they very they're, quickly they're, they're, arrested <laughs> and stopped like the, these murders. The streets lined with horny men. Just like, Where, I, Jeff, I used to bang that broad, man. Where's Karen? <laughs> where's, she used to where's, suck my dick real good. That, that used to suck my dick raw. What am I supposed to do now? Well, we need to get the cops in on the case. That's what it was. And it brought in the Vaseline shortage of 1982. <laughs> I, I think it was their children that missed them. Whatever. But, you know. Potato, tomato. You Look, know. not all of them had children. So this maybe true. Only was... two of the three did. The 17-year-old did not have children. Doctor, Ugh. I don't know what to do, man. I got a callus on my dick, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> You've been, um, you've, been, you've been wanking a lot, son. Yeah. I, I can't do that. We all have been since Karen died. That's right. <laughs> um, but so they they were trying to just be like, oh, they're not even related, whatever. But then when police actually started investigating, they were like, oh, no, no. These are all very much directly related. And they seem to have been taken and murdered in what looks like a cult ritual. Ooh. Now you have my uh-huh. attention. Yeah, so uh, this is this is late 79, early 80. We are right at the beginning of the fucking satanic panic. So this is, we're ripe for yeah, satanic rituals. people yeah. freaking out. One yeah. of the things um, that you didn't know about these ladies is they like to play Dungeons and Dragons when they suck dick. <laughs> That's it. That's 3D20 with every purchase. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Um, so you Put them um, right in your butt <laughs> as after, part of a sex maneuver. Uh, after each it's of the women was red dragon. <laughs> now you know what it's like, right? It's an area of effect. Area of effect. You put a fucking polyhedron in your ass and get your dick sucked. It's incredible. <laughs> Can't save against this. Oh, um, 
<laughs> After each of the women was taken and killed, they would find areas within the forest that had been cleared, cleared mm. of gla- grass, cleared of debris. Um, and there was uh, circles drawn in blood, like big circles of blood on the ground. Oh. Not like a pool of blood, like someone took a bucket of blood and, and like drew a circle, ugh. like okay. a big circle, not like a little a big a circle. That's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood. A lot of blood in a person. Yeah. Um. So they would find these, and then sometimes within that, they would find like animal bones or the mutilated body of an animal. Yeah. Like, but like not enough to have made the blood for the circle. Right. Um. So they're pretty sure that these deaths are related to these cult, these you know, <laughs> sort of satanic cult ritual things they're finding. But yeah. they 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 don't understand why. I don't understand why because I'm not in a satanic cult. But oh, good. Anyway, I was worried that about you, you know of. Yeah. Um, so eventually uh, they do arrest three men and they're convicted for two of the murders. Okay. Um, so their justice was seen. Yeah. Uh, for two of these people. Um, but if you go to those areas, lots of ghost hunters have gone over the years and tried to like figure out like what the ritual was, what they were trying to do. And the areas are like hotbeds of paranormal activity. Uh-huh. So you get a lot of like ghost bubbles. You get a lot of goosebump and out, bro. You get a lot of that shit. Okay. Okay. But they also have these EVPs and some of the ones that I saw was uh, they had a very clear EVP of a man saying like saying like, like, what did you do here? And then a man's voice saying Doreen, which was the first victim's name. Okay. And then they asked him what his name is. And he says, Carl Drew, who's one of the men who was convicted and died in prison. Oh, wow. Um, And then they were like asking, like, why did you do this? What were you trying to accomplish? And they would just get answers like for him in his service oh, and then very Satan. clearly to serve Satan. Satan! Satan! Are we sure it was not... Zach Baggins? Are we sure it was not... To serve Santa. Are we sure it was not to serve God in his name? <laughs> no. To get these harlots off the street? No, it's to serve Santa. Are you Santa. sure it was not to serve Satan? They're vegans. Oh! Yeah, are we sure it's not to serve Santa to get better presents? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, when we were at the grocery store on Friday, Bob did think a sign of Santa did say Satan. I looked at it very quickly (laughs) and I was like, Satan? And I was like, oh, wait, no, Santa. (laughs) Satan's coming to town. Satan is coming to town. Um, so, and in case you thought like, okay, well, this is clearly limited to like the satanic panic of the 1980s. Yeah. No, no, no. There were three events in 1998. So 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, where they again found circles cleared, oh. dr- circles drawn in blood, oh, tight, and tight. like mutilated animals within them. Yuck. Uh, like I think the first ones they found were like goats and oh. smaller animals that probably came from the forest. But the third one was a whole ass fucking cow. Whoa! Like Whoa. a whole someone, ass cow. And and it was like cow tipping. Gone it wrong. was mutilated and like placed in a way that was like obviously part of some sort of ritual right i mean nobody um, just like no. mutilates cows for fun i mean nope. unless it yeah. is your thing but yeah, i feel like yeah. you do it for satan free satan loves a mutilated cow he what else are you gonna get him for christmas aliens also love mutilating cows that's true oh, maybe there are aliens. aliens in the bridgewater triangle re-listen to that oh episode. so maybe it's a satan alien what maybe I, what, it's an alien satan yeah oh i mean what i'm thinking is like all these aliens are out here mutilating cattle and doing all this shit and it's getting blamed on all these kids playing dungeons and dragons they're like we're getting away with this scot free my friends it's true yeah i mean to be fair this was not being blamed on kids playing dungeons and dragons this was uh blamed on three grown men who murdered young women 
it's uh, uh, close enough. I mean, like, I feel like there's a little bit of crossover there. <laughs> did know. they play did Dungeons I, and Dragons? I bet they did. I, yeah, there's no way to know. Yeah. Nope. Um, but so very close to uh, where the, the most recent site of this was found is um, a, like a very popular lookout point within the forest called, uh, again, I assume, Asonet. Yeah, uh, called Asonet Ledge, which is a giant rock of granite that overlooks some water. It's a great name. It's a great name because it's, it's a ledge. And it's where all the young people go to eat ass. <laughs> um, that's that's where they did. They do go to eat ass. Unfortunately, also a lot of them go to jump off and and shuffle off this mortal coil. Oh, you eat one um, final ass and then, and then jump into jump the pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for they eat the world jump, ass. Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> yeah. Jump, 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 jump. Everyone deserves a final meal. And then you jump off. <laughs> Eat one ass for Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <Sacrifice>. <laughs> We're talking about like carrying over things on your to-do list, right? right. Eat one ass for Satan. For jump off a cliff. And jump off a cliff. Two birds, one stone. You're, you're checking yeah. both those off. Those, those oh are the last God. two check boxes <laughs> in your to-do list, though. Anyway, so this is a giant granite rock. Mm-hmm. Um, that's said to be very, it, it's like said to draw people in and that's why people go there to end their lives. Mm. It's also like a very convenient place to jump if you were looking for that. Yeah. I mean, it's right there. You don't have to really, yeah. it's not hiding. Um, but there are stories that, and I couldn't find any like specifics enough to bring them up, like to bring the specifics to the podcast. Right. But there are a lot of stories that say like before this was a park, a, a state park, they took a lot of the granite from the surrounding areas and like built buildings out of it. That's what you do with granite. And a lot of the buildings they built from the granite attached to this ledge are now haunted as fuck. Oh. They think they took like haunted rocks from the Native American burial grounds and like built a mental hospital with them. Oh. And now that mental hospital in Towton is just full of goddamn ghosts. Water it. has memories, but we very rarely talk, talk about, about how granite has memories. Granite. I, yeah. I basalt, think no memories. None. So stupid basalt. Yeah. Well, it, and a lot of people don't think. It's really the idiot think, of rocks. <laughs> a lot of people don't think that they're ghosts. They think they're demons. So maybe water has memories. Granite has demons. Yes. That's pretty hot. That is pretty sweet. I'm going to have yeah. so many granite countertops in my house. All the demons. Demon countertops. Demons. Demon countertops. Yeah. They can help me make Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. They redistribute heat very well. Demons do. Because of the demons. Because yeah. they're, they're hot. Because they're from hell. That's right. You can fart in any room when you have a granite countertop because it's already a demon. It already smells bad. It already has sulfur. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are a lot of um, this one really big mental hospital um, that was uh, obviously shut down when all that mental hospital shut down. But before that, it was like haunted as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of big fancy houses in the area. And this is the part of Massachusetts. It's like almost Rhode Island. Okay. It's the little sticky out part. Yeah, yeah. So it's like almost Rhode Island. So a lot of these big fancy houses in Rhode Island were built with this granite and now haunted. are haunted as fuck. Oh, man. Um, or full of demons, depending right. on how you want to look at it. Right, right. Um, so, but the, so other than like people go there to commit suicide, uh, people see ghosts there all the time. People see people jumping off of this ledge and then like never hitting the water below. Um, but there's one story. She is not wearing a purple dress, but I also have a lady. She's called the lady of the ledge. Ooh, lady of the ledge. 
Um, and it's this woman who appears on this ledge. And sometimes people will see her. Uh, they never see her jump. But people will see her standing up there like looking down as if she's going to jump. Okay. And then they'll be like, oh, my gosh, we have to get up there. And by the time they get up there, she's gone. Um, but there are also stories of people who go up there to jump. And she appears to them and she talks them out of it. Oh, dude. Well, that's oh, nice of her. Nice. Yeah. She talks them out of it. And everyone's like, oh, there's these stories that like she's a she's an indigenous person and she was driven to jump off because of her love. There's no proof of any of that. Uh-huh. And I read a firsthand account from someone who spoke to the lady of the ledge and they were like, no, no. She was like <laughs> an American woman in like slightly older clothes, but like not that old. Oh. And he was like describing what she looks like. And she kind of sounds like she looks like Doreen. Oh. Who's one of the women who was murdered in that forest. Whoa. So maybe her spirit is still there. And now she's trying to save other people. Because she couldn't save herself. Yeah. I know. So I like to think that that is the lady of the ledge. I like it. She's like one of these unfortunate murder victims. Yeah. Who's now just like trying to... Trying to do what no one did for her. Trying to save people. I like like to think that she's up there going, you can't jump off this ledge. You haven't eaten ass yet. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't eaten your ass yet. Yeah. So wait right here. I'm going to have a little bite. Yeah, just take a little nibble. And then let me know little, how you're n- feeling after I eat your ass. Little mosh, little mosh. Yeah. And and if I you think still, I'm gonna change your perspective on things. I was like, and if you are still unhappy, okay, then I consent to your yeah. unaliving yourself. I but, get it. Yeah. But if yeah. you enjoy it, may I present to you a whole world of ass eating? Yeah. I'm gonna open up a, a whole, <laughs> whole new vista of possibilities. Ass eating realm for you. I love that realm. It's I the do. best realm. It's a good realm. Uh, so that is the story of the Freetown <laughs> Fall River. State Forest. River. There it is. Yay. I love it. Well, that brings us to this this beer. This this beer. So <clears throat> Tell as, me about this beer. As previously mentioned, this is called Alluvian, uh, which is an agua fresca style ale with grapefruit and hibiscus, which gives it a very lovely pink color. Um, it is a bit old. It was canned like ah, four <laughs> months ago. So it's okay, been sitting there for a minute. Ex- that explains maybe some lack of bobbles. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But it's... <clears throat> When I first, I thought this would definitely would be sweeter than it was, and it wasn't as sweet. Like the grapefruit definitely comes through right away, and the hibiscus does. Like you definitely get more of an earthy yeah. kind of flavor to mm-hmm. it. Um, but other than that, it doesn't have the most flavor. Like I feel like the grapefruit hibiscus hits you right away, and then as you but keep it, drinking, it, 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 it doesn't really. I, I I take exception with the term "hits you" because it doesn't hit you it's it, just there yeah. i don't care it, for this if i'm being co- completely honest it doesn't taste like a whole heck of a lot grapefruit's fine hibiscus is fine i prefer it in my tea this is not great uh, does it taste watered it, down to it's, you it's uh, actually made with pilsner malt so it's almost like a pilsner with some that's flavor, what's wrong with it which is probably what's oh, wrong with this yeah because pilsners just have no flavor i do not have a passion for the pills this sucks <laughs> oh yeah it's okay. It's it's a gorgeous pink color. Yeah, it's like it a is. dark ruby pink. It's cute. I'd never drink it again though. Yeah, it's it's from in case you care. Sorry uh, to New Glory and Spearfish. Uh, it is a collaboration between these two breweries in Sacramento, California. Yeah, uh, it's five percent alcohol, so you can drink this all day. Um, but but yeah. why would you want to? Sounds like it's not that great. Yeah, it's I, it's just it, here's it what I'll lacks say. It, body. It's a hundred percent not for me. It lacks body. It lacks flavor, in my opinion. Um, it's a very mild grapefruit. I feel uh, like they yeah. could have upped the flavor if they were going to make this into it, like using Pilsner malts. The, the, the burps taste nice, but I don't well, drink good. beer to enjoy a burp. <laughs> I do. Well, I do you know too. what? This might be the beer for you then. I will. Yeah. 
Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, now this is the part of the show where I get to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I like? What? The electric choo-choo-galoo. That's a good one. Oh. You know what else I love? Cults out here mutilating cattle, putting blood in the circles. What, what a great thing you can do. Bloody circles are the best. You know what else I love? What? Cafe perverts. Those guys are out there trying to look at your boobs, but they're running cafes and blaming on ghosts. You Fucking know what else I love? Steve. Eating ass for Satan. That's a great thing you can do. But if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's trains. Melissa wins. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. Choo-choo. Right from jump. Choo-choo. I didn't have a train. You didn't have a train. You should have just lied and made up a train yep. on the spot. All I had was eating ass for Satan. Yeah, I, you have to strong. understand what a close second that puts you in. <laughs> if I didn't have as many, if it wasn't just complete train uh, focused, I bet I would have lost. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I mean, it was also a great story. The water thing was sure. super cool. Yeah. Sure. Sure. anyway thank you guys so much for tuning in yes come back next week for our insanity They'll, yeah who knows what we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna pick a topic yep we're gonna do something yeah. that means something to us that's right but there will be booze and there will be bros <laughs> until then cheers cheers Clink. clunk <laughs>